You're listening to Thinkers What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, and my co-host, Alex Gary, today with Dante uh, Matthews from DLM Manufacturing, where he's president. He's also vice president of SOAR Radio. He's also co-owner of Deep End Productions. So, Dante, welcome to the What Works podcast. Thanks for having me. You are a serial entrepreneur. We've got DLM Manufacturing. It's a manufacturing company. Uh, you can tell us about that in a little bit. You also have SOAR Radio, which is an internet radio company. Correct. And Deep End Productions, which is a music production company. Correct. Correct. That's a lot going on. Yes, sir. How'd that happen? Um, well, I'll start by saying, um, first of all, I appreciate you guys inviting me to your uh, podcast. Um, I'm thankful for every time I get an opportunity to talk about my story and my uh, business entrepreneurial ventures, as as you would say. But um, I started with DLM Manufacturing uh, 15 years ago. I've been in business. Um, we're a wood manufacturer. That's what we so solely call ourselves. But actually, we diversed into other um product lines but we're manufactured for a restaurant division for mcdonald's um culver's burger king arby's what do you make for them we make newspaper racks you may go into mcdonald's mcdonald's has three suppliers in their stores they have the ovens they have the, the stoves they have the small wares they have the big um, wares we we fit into the small wares package to corporate so what what happens is corporate has an opportunity to, to go out and get businesses to produce for their corporate stores. And um, I'm the wood supplier on the smallware side where I do napkin. You may go to McDonald's and see newspaper racks for the newspaper, the bib racks for the children, um, the condiment centers that's holding the lids, the, um, you know, straw, straw dispensers. I'm trying to think. We so have all like that 10. stuff? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, are you the sole? Yes, uh, for wood, yes. Okay. And, it, and it's national. That you could. That my stuff is everywhere in airports and mcdonald's and rural highways oh it everywhere. is everywhere all, yes all national products there's there's a website called atlas obscura oh yeah that's where a you, great website it is so one of the places my daughter wants to go to somewhere in montana there's a star on the ground and that is the farthest spot from a mcdonald's in the united states no way oh wow yeah. it's, because they're everywhere right? yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that's a tourist attraction maybe maybe they should put a condiment dispenser there just so mcdonald's that. has a choice to <laughs> they're use probably gonna build something right there. stainless steel or mellow or, or laminate or yeah. wood so i fit into the wood package for mcdonald's wow. through, through so corporate. mcdonald's was your first contract yes right? it was okay yes. so how long ago was that 15 years ago 15 may years 7th ago. turned 15 years for dlm really mm-hmm that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate How'd you break that. into the other states and the other stores? Um, the corporate stores. Well, you said, because you're in McDonald's, now you're well, where? Well, it started with the corporate office. Okay. I had to get in there first. Uh-huh. And that's that's a story within itself. It took three years to get into the corporate of McDonald's and get an opportunity to even sit down with them. So... I don't know how much time we got, but that's a whole nother story Three of how I did that. Phone calls, emails, what? Everything. Everything you name. Phone calls, emails, deceptions, <laughs> scandals. Well, okay. Oh, okay, fine. You caught our interest. Yeah. What's, what's, did, you, did you dress up as a UPS guy? I tried everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but on a serious note, it was hard to, to actually nail. But make so, a long story so short, you put, I got well, you put on the Ronald McDonald costume and like walked in. Uh, yes, so sir. You... <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but no, they to make in a, it, it's a long story. But sure. how I got into this was I after college, I moved back home to Rockford. I, I went to school in Atlanta, Georgia, um, college called Moore, uh, Morehouse and Moores Brown 
University. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, us, um, Dante is a, a proud 87 East grad, member of the 85 state champion football team. Yep, yep. Just throw yep. that, throw out, that there. out there, All too. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Um, E-Rabs. Go E-Rabs. But, um, <laughs> yes. So I had an opportunity, finally, to get in McDonald's. They finally gave me an opportunity. Now, granted, I've never had any sales experience at all. Um, I was working for a company called Expressions in Wood at the time. Expressions in Wood was doing wood products similar to McDonald's. They were doing napkin dispenser and a newspaper rack. So we were, um, I had an opportunity to, to actually get into that company and, and sell those products. That's how it got me going to get to McDonald's. So the, the company went bankrupt, to make a long story short. And as the company went bankrupt, I had moved up in a company the few years I was there. And so I knew the company was going bankrupt. And I knew that McDonald's could be an opportunity for the mm-hmm. products we were producing. Which this is really another story within itself too. What I finally got a chance to get in there. I made a, fuck, a couple phone calls. I, like I said, did a lot of lot of. Tw- this is probably about eighteen twenty years ago. Um, I was young, pr- probably in my twenties, you know, late twenties, and not knowing how to talk to people properly. Sales, you know, making up things that that wasn't true. But it got me a meeting. So I finally got <laughs> a meeting with McDonald's, and the buyer, her name was Jill Marcourt. Um, she came out and, and um, I was sweating and I was nervous. And she said to me, well, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Dante Matthews. Um, I'm here to talk to you about having some opportunities. She said, she said, you, you ask you, you talking too much. Just, I just asked you who you are, your name. She was drilling me like I was in a principal's office. And she said, you realize where you at, don't you? And I said, yes, I'm in McDonald's. She said, well, you need to know where you're at. So when I ask you a question, answer it directly, and I don't need nothing else, you know, after that. If you want to do business, this is how we do business here. So I was like, wow. <laughs> I was sweating like a pig I in bet. the meeting. That's intense. <laughs> and the lady was beautiful, too. I must throw that out there. I was oh, very yeah. nervous, yeah. too. And I was in the corporate office of McDonald's. Yeah. So um, so finally she said to me <laughs> that, um, well, do you own a, own a business? And at the time I didn't own a business when I talked to her. I said, um, no, but I'd like to have an opportunity to, to do some things for McDonald's. She said, well, you got in here. Why you don't own a business? This is what the buyer said to me. That's a good question. And I said, she said, just as hard as it was to get in here, just the same steps. And I was like, wow. Um, so from there, something snapped in my mind. The meeting, she gave me an opportunity. She did this. She said, it's another company called Florida Plastics. or no, I'm not sure of the name. That's making a condiment center that that we want to, to uh, roll out a new one. It was a big con- a combo condiment center. It was called, and and this was about 18, 16 years ago. It was a napkin straw dispenser, everything built in one. She said, "I'm gonna give you the the the, the, the prints, and another company I'm gonna get the prints, and you got was like four weeks to produce the prototype, bring it back in. They'll bring theirs in, and we'll make a decision." Wow. On who to use. And from there, you know, that's another story how I had to make the prototype. That's another hour story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you have a, you're, that's a failing business. It was business. And this is their gone. one shot. Yeah. yeah. And and so, make a long story short, I finally got a chance. I produced it. I went back in there. And she said, wow, it was beautiful. They They had to go through a test for two or three weeks. Okay. And I got a call. And she said, you have won the um the opportunity to 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 produce this product and the first product it was 
$300,000 contract for mm. McDonald's. It was only one product. Yeah. And so that was like phenomenal to me from there. Yeah. I got a letter from her, took it to the bank and history was made from there. But it took seven, uh, five years, four or five years for any banks to touch me. Hmm. Rockford gave me a difficult time mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm. beginning. Okay, so how did you start producing? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We could do a three series oh, podcast on this. This is a serious. This stuff, is the three part man. series on yeah. struggle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The struggle of how I got to to where I am. But I had an opportunity, mm -hmm. produced it. From there, we did the one product, and then we we did. The news we already had the news rack. We did napkin dispenser. We did Walmart displays, and she gave me the package. And from there, it was mm -hmm. basically history. And then once you have a track record, it's it's easier to get in front of Culver's. It's easier to get in front. Bingo. That's okay. how I got all those other opportunities. Is through McDonald's Corporation getting wow. that bid. Yes, yes. So yeah, you that's that's correct. Hmm. So from there, you know, the company um, was actually it grew quicker than I wanted to, but there was some internal struggles at the time. Um, you know, what'd you go to college for? What'd you what'd you learn? Mass communications. I was going to um, college because I wanted to get into the radio business uh -huh. and um, actually either be in the booth like you guys and on a radio station myself or in, into some kind of music or, or media or, or something. I'm, I was kind of just freelancing out there. So, But you probably didn't take a lot of business classes. No, I didn't. So that's the other thing you got to learn, the back end work, right? Yeah, yes, sir. You gotta, yes. Yes. Who helped you with that? Um, it was a guy by the name of Steve Smith. He's an ATF, retired um, ATF agent. Um, um, he was the owner of Expression in Woods, mm -hmm. and he had a little bit of familiarity with the whole business, and he kind of sat me down and showed me some some things that on the back end, you know, as far as the financial side and the, the numbers, how to, how to work them, how they should look, how, you know, what they mean. Um, I had no previous education, no college education on this, you know, on how to read a profit and loss sheet and an income statement and didn't know nothing about percentages and margins and, you know, insurance costs and what, how that affects your business. I was just, you know, so I was taught, I was self-taught actually as I, as I grew. Is workman's comp as bad as they say? Yes. <laughs> All insurance is bad as they say, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're in the commercial uh, business, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a choker. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's basically how I got um, going with McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. And well, now you do much more. So how mm -hmm. did you start to diversify that in the business? Well, I got uh, certified through a company called um, Chicago Minority Business Development Council as a minority supplier. Okay. That was my first certification. When I had to be able to work with McDonald's itself, you had to have that certification. So I had to go through a process. The corporate office in Chicago, you have to go through this process. And they actually told me I was like one of the first minority-owned companies with, with, you know, far as the mass production and manufacturing that they kind of worked with you know mm. they work with other suppliers and maybe distributors or in retail or different but not really manufacturing so it was kind of unique to them and i got certified and from there i got on the road man my first two three years i was doing shows trade shows everywhere and you know in atlanta and chicago and you know ohio just wherever yeah you know, just trying, trying to get, get myself out. out there yes yes and, and as i grew out there people see the product and they see the m in the booth and mm -hmm. they know that hmm, you know who are you and yeah and and to be honest with you when i was first out there i kind of sat back and 
didn't really run the, the booth. I had people kind of working for me and no one ever knew I was a minority owned company because I never portrayed it to be that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I was more. Did you feel that was a liability to you? No, no, no. I was proud to be a minority okay. owned company, but I just knew at that time, about 20 years ago or 18, 50, whatever, long time ago that, you know, people want to look at, I want them to look at my product and, yeah. my, and not, not my right. face. Totally. You know what I mean? So I, if my product out there spinning, that's what I want you to focus on. Not, yeah. You know, he a minority owned company, and right because there's all these because you could be a minority owned company have a terrible product, and then, so that's like the, the, oh, great, great, no one should buy from you. But if you have a great product and you're a minority company, oh, that's, that's the up and right, So once they they <laughs> like the product yeah. when they come and then I'll introduce myself as a president. And awesome. So yeah, things were uh, like Five Guys Burgers and Fries years ago. I I was part of designing their kind of, when they first rolled their stores out. And it was a lot of restaurants, Burger King. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in a good industry. Culver's. Right. Last year was the first time in history that, uh, or in the United States history, people spent more money at restaurants than fast food stores. But restaurants has become my lease sale now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Yeah. restaurants are. Yeah, yeah. So I've also produced and uh, moved on to doing um, children's furniture and library furniture. Items such as, you you see the little couches when Mm -hmm. you go into the, 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 the daycares or you go to the doctor's office, you, you see the little cars with the sand when you're waiting. Yep. We make all that all nationally. I have partners. My partners are in Wisconsin. Okay. And um, I produce, I manufacture all exclusive for them, library, furniture, children, furniture. It go all over the country. I don't even know I mean, where. That's a tough at. business. We used to be the furniture capital of the United States, yep. but it's all gone overseas. Yep. So It's like a niche. It's a yeah. niche line. So it's kind of unique. You're the last furniture maker. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> in Rockford. And, and that in Rockford. style of furniture. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'll take that. But, so, yeah, hey, why not? Yeah. You know? This was this so, the building we're in was a furniture business yeah, for a couple Rockford years. Everything and, and yeah. manufacturing oh, you know, yeah. screw mm-hmm. uh, yeah. screw manufacturer of the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then now now you're also vice president of Soar Radio. Yes, sir. Which is an internet radio company. Yes. Focusing on gospel music. Yes. Yeah. How'd that happen? Well, um, my son, his name is Justin Francis. Um, he has a familiarity in the industry already, in the in the uh, music industry. He's a writer, and he always been involved with music, um, writing for artists, and, and um, getting his songs placed in, in, out there nationally. So he finally had an idea of someone brought to him about getting your own station in town, and he mm-hmm. actually got with his cousin which is our uh, producer program director and they kind of got the idea and got the equipment together and said hey let's try it and then he told me about it and i said well hmm and when he mentioned it to me i said well i think it'd be a good idea if we go ahead and incorporate this thing and do Mm -hmm. it the right way and see if we can i can do everything on the back end the business side and you know i'll just take some shares of the company you know and set it up and um, he liked the idea because, you know, that would help him do what he need to do. Right. And then I could help do the, the business side of yeah. back end. So he and I um, and his mom, she has some shares because she's a, a, a guru in marketing. Hmm. So um, we own own SOAR and he's the majority owner. But, you know, we, we end up sitting out putting that together. It's been going on four years now. We, we've won two Stella Awards. Stella Award is yeah. like the Grammy in, 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 our, in our industry. So we've grown the stage. We have two um, 
ex uh, award shows now. One was at Tabala last year. We grew so big. This year we moved it. It was at the Coronado. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Yep. So awesome. that was all, that was a great. That great was a event. hot ticket. Everybody yeah, was that was a great that. event. And so um, we're blessed to to. That's how I kind of shifted in. I already had the business experience yeah. from running my own factory. Yeah. And um, kind of learned how to jump through some hoops mm-hmm. and how to get things going and mm-hmm. how to pace myself and make sure everything is ran properly. Mm-hmm. That's the key to success: is running everything properly. It may be slow. It could be fast, but it's still proper. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes, you know? All right. So, yeah. Now, I met you uh, real briefly when uh, you're one of your artists mm-hmm. on the music production side of things. You're, you have Deep End Productions. Yes, sir. And one of your artists, Deep End, or uh, Too, Too Deep. Deep. Yeah. Yes, yep, yep. Too Deep was was playing at, yes. uh, at Mary's Place here in Rockford. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And they, they're really, they, they can put on a good show. Yes. Really really talented guys and i was just so thrilled and i thought wow the, you know rockford's really got some great music and i thought well, hey we can come you know and i i said to get in touch with alex get you on the podcast i think we're going to talk about some music yeah and then it's like oh no actually there's this whole other <laughs> there's this massive life that nobody nobody would yeah. suspect yeah right right as, right. as you're introducing right. a band right so talk to talk to us then about deep end productions how did that come about well deep end productions um we're, we've been in business we're going on two uh, two years in August, what happened was we, from the radio station, you know, um, I got more familiarity on how to run a business similar to the radio station, which is the record label. So, Too Deep are my cousins. Okay. Right, they're yeah. my blood cousins. So, we've, probably about 15, 20 years ago, we always talked about getting together and doing music here, bringing big events here, yeah. big venues. And would you know, so would you do music when you got together at family events and that type all, of stuff? All the time. Yeah, totally. And, and I, I actually kind of sung out. when I was younger and yeah. I wrote music and, and yeah. all of this too, but my heart and passion wasn't like theirs, but right. um, because I've discovered I could do other things too in business. But yeah. they gave me a chance to uh, sit down. We sat down and I told them, okay, Rockford is kind of lacking of uh, structure organized music you really don't really hear nobody come out of rockford no more michelle i think was the last one um you know you got cheap trick michelle you know there was a uh, a group called the pimps that kind of got close that that almost made it and then kind of fell back yeah Yeah. so rockford isn't represented that well Mm -hmm. in the music industry so we decided you know we sat down and talked at a family reunion a few years ago you know what man you guys are the really the one of the top-notch bands around the state line and you got a lot of notoriety we might as well take this thing and 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 take it serious and and make maybe put a production company together get some other artists maybe record you guys write all the time get some other artists and bring in the studio see if we can put a package of music out and so it worked out really well the first year um i was real creative uh those guys are i gave them some ownership in the in the record label side okay uh, the deep ends we said i structured it that way because i knew eventually they're gonna fade out and want to be um, executives mm-hmm. instead of artists because they're getting older mm-hmm. and then two i knew that i could use them i signed them as artists too because i need them because they can do all the recording and they can mm-hmm. write and i can package anybody with them and in any gen- genre of music because they can yeah. play everything so i was real creative and kind of putting that that little piece together and from there we had um a buzz and interest and we actually signed uh, a saxophone player named Amani avery 
Okay. And she's phenomenal. Um, we have music out now, videos. If you go to, um, you can see two videos. You can go to YouTube and search uh, Deep End Productions, mm -hmm. CSBD, and then you'll see Amani Avery's video we, we cut last year. And we're working on a video this weekend for, we have an MC um, artist, his name is Paradise. And we're cutting a video for him this weekend. It's going to be real phenomenal, like a movie. Really? Yeah. And um, so, and 2Deep has a video too out for a song called Resolution. And um, so all these videos are shot in Rockford too by our own videographer from around town here. Really? People don't know about, yes. Oh man, gosh. Yes, yes. So is this, <laughs> you got yeah. so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. So you got the, you got the deep end productions. Yep. Is that a, is, so from a profitability standpoint, is that a labor of love at this point? Well, right now profitability isn't the focus. Um, profitability will come as the packages of music come yeah. out. So you're investing in yes. that now. Yes. And you, and yes. And it's a baby stages yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. It's only been going on two years. So, but we've, we, we're doing, we're taking the right steps. We're getting music. Mm -hmm. We got music out on iTunes and mm -hmm. Spotify. Now it's streaming. Well, we yeah. got income coming in. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But Good you know, you. you know how it is when you start up. It's, oh yeah. Totally. You don't see Just anything. DLM taught me that. How, yeah. how many years before you can actually start seeing money. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be patient, you know. Yeah, them peas is patient and do everything properly. Remember what I said, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. patience and do everything properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wrote that down. Yeah, do it, run everything properly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. slow, maybe yeah. fast, yeah. but it's proper. But if it's the right way to work, if you do yeah. everything the right way, and then you have to whatever you're doing, you got to understand the market got to call for whatever you're doing. Okay, you can't get into a business and not sure if your product or whatever you're doing is going to sell if you got some unsurety or the success rate is real low in that in that market and, unless you got a lot of capital if mm -hmm. you think you can sustain some things i learned the hard way but you got to make sure that there's a market for that product especially if you producing in this area of rockford or this state mm -hmm. line this i've just been blessed to go national and i don't yeah you know if i didn't have that i wouldn't be in business you know if i just focused on selling yeah here. there's not enough there's not no, enough right, market for right, product right, in Rockford. right well right. you had you had the product and you had the 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 market yeah but it still took you um the ingenuity Correct. to get in front of mcdonald's like yes. three years i mean most yeah. people have given up yeah, long yes. for that yeah it's funny the the security guards i i, I tell the story all the time when i went there the first time they 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 questioned me, and these was two two black guys. They was like, "Yeah, where you going, man? You know, where you you know you always had to go through these gates." And I was like, "Well, I'm going. I got a meeting up here." It's like, "No, nah, you where, where who you got a meeting with?" So they looked the name up and typed it in. They was like, "Who are you?" And I told them who I was. I said, "Yeah, Dante Matthews," and and I'm potentially I, no. This is actually when I bought the company when I went back to take mm -hmm. the prototype. Okay, they were like. uh Hmm. We ain't never had no no brothers walk up in here like that. Man. <laughs> man, they was like, "Go ahead, man." They they just scared me right, right. in, man. They were happy to see did, me. Did we right. actually go get them? <laughs> go get them, man. Did we, they, did, the diverse is really the oh, minority. Yeah. Not McDonald's is huge now, but yeah. it was kind of small at that time. There wasn't there wasn't such a call for diversity. Exactly, exactly. And and so people just kind of stayed with status quo. And exactly, what, which. You know, it's that's what we all do. We just kind of persist in our own thing that 
that we've been doing because that's all we know. Right. And it doesn't, it's not, it's not necessarily that we're trying to be mean or bad or, you know, push others out. It's just like, well, this is all I know. And I just tread this path back and no forth. No one wants to change, man. <laughs> I give you an opportunity. So that's what made it kind of tough for me, yeah. you know, and, but the product itself, my, the quality and if nothing I do, I'm, I'm so humble. A lot of people don't know about all these things I do because I try not to, I make noise quietly. I tell mm-hmm. everybody, yeah. you do what you got to do behind the scenes. And then as long as the product is out there and it's working. Well, you're, you're, you know. think your website says something uh, like better than perfect or you're, you're, oh yeah there you go DLM is known, as, known for its better than perfect quality wood products <laughs> oh yes 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 we our product is McDonald's we get a report every year from corporate okay. and I get great reports every year from the corporate office of McDonald's on 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 time quality returns I, that's how I can keep producing 15 years you know yeah still I, get, I finally got a couple price increases. McDonald's one of the hardest companies to get a price increase yeah. from because you know you got to have that once in a while, right? You know, to stay within everything <laughs> the industry. So this is really funny. Yeah, our in, I guess funny is not the right word, but this this your journey kind of traces back to this I, this one kind of pivotal moment, which not only got you a, a good contract or enabled you to then quote on a great contract. Uh, but also, as you said, kind of unlocked something in your mind where you're like, wait a minute, that's true. I I did this. Why couldn't I, you know, go through the path of owning this company? That was too? a life changing event. And that's that amazing. Time. Yeah. Have, so I'm I'm curious. Is, have Have you had a like a reunion thing with Jill? No. Um, <laughs> well, uh, actually, no. Here she is. Let's get out. Let's get out. <laughs> I'll probably pass out. Um, she, you know, McDonald's moves people around sure, so sure. much. Yeah. So she, the first probably three years, we had a great relationship. Yeah. And then from there, it was another, been two or three other buyers <laughs> right, I had yeah. to deal with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to actually meet because she's, if anybody, she's pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of the most pivotal pieces. And Stephen Smith, too, of um, ATF and uh, the expression was mm-hmm. he, he was pivotal in pushing and pushing me, too, of, of going for this. I had no assets when I tried. And it was a long it was a rough journey for me, man, to try to even get a company. Yeah. So looking back on that, then, yeah. do you have you come to recognize the pivotal moments? Do you kind of f- f- uh, feel them now when they're kind of upon you? Yeah, kind of. Based off of what happened then, I'm, I'm one of those guys that um, real instinctive, man. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if a lot of people contemplate too much and, man, I need to maybe do this or do that or, you know, bam, if it's there, I, I go I go for it. You know, if, if it's an opportunity, if I see there's a chance of something can come out of this, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't go into it thinking about money. Right. Of course you want to make money. Yeah. But thinking about money, if that's overweighing everything else you're thinking about, you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to focus on what that what that drive and that goal is and mm-hmm. then work that and then the money will come. You know, so, yeah, pivotal moments. Yeah, I, I reminisce a lot, man. And yeah. yeah, yeah, because that was huge in my life. You know, yeah. someone to tell me you should be on your own business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought it was a joke. Right. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah, sure, lady, whatever. Did anybody <laughs> around you growing up own their own businesses? No. I mean, that's one of the things we've we've investigated, like no. in other podcasts. Like Jason's dad has owned a trucking firm for forty years, so he grew up every day watching his dad go to work at the company he owned. Right? Yeah. So he's always kind of leaned toward owning his own company. My dad was corporate. Right. He always had a great job. 
right? So I was looking for a great job. I was yeah. never looking for a business. There was never, yeah, there's never a question in my mind that I couldn't just go off and do something. See, I, I you know, I had great parents. They both worked hard every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no one owned a company. Like, you know, I have kids. I'm married. I have kids. I have five kids and, uh, um, and a wife. And um, they see me. You know, like you, you was with your dad or, or yeah. whatever, and that's what I'm giving back. I, I mean, my parents worked, but I never had anyone around me who owned anything, man. You, it, it was amazing as growing up. You, I never thought about owning anything. I wanted to be somebody, but not sure what that was. And mm -hmm. I was kind of a leader as a kid too. And people would always ask me for advice and and things. I'm like, why would people always ask me for advice? I, you know, you know, I guess I had something in me. I just didn't know I had. You right. know what I mean? So. Jail was one of the people that probably helped bring bring it out of me, mm -hmm. challenged me to um, dig in, in within myself, you know. And me going to college changed my concept too of Rockford. Really? Sometimes you have to leave Rockford and get out the box and mm -hmm. see things. And when I moved to Atlanta in 1987, right after high school, I seen things that woke me up. Really? Guys working, uh, uh, young African-Americans. I was probably only 17, 18 at the time. And, you know, you go down and you see 17, 18-year-olds being entrepreneurs or their parents entrepreneurs or they working on entrepreneur businesses yeah. it, in the 80s. And, you know, and, and here, yeah, your friends were all positive. We were all thinking about trying to go make it with sports. And nobody right. would, you know, <laughs> it was a different market in different city. We, 200,000, and I'm in this Atlanta, yeah. you know, guys. And, so well, it's a big I mean, difference. Atlanta you know? is a very good town for African-American But this was in the 80s. It wasn't as... Not like it is Not today. like it is now. Okay. It's, yes. Yeah. It was starting to peak a little bit at okay. that time. It was 1987. Mm -hmm. And it was peaking, but not like nowhere near. Like now it's the mecca of movies. They got all the... They're number one in movies. Almost over Hollywood now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Movies mm -hmm. being shot in Atlanta. Um, entertainment... Um, they have a lot of corporate offices. That's how I landed Five Guys Burgers and Fries. They corporate was down there and Longhorn Steakhouse. I did they I did they breadboards when they first they they would bring the bread out. Oh yeah, with the butt the cup that totally. was mine. I, I locked that account in through through them. Yeah, I had five six years uh, of those guys. I've done a lot of companies. But one of the things you talked about um, mm -hmm. when just saying getting yeah. outside of Rockford to get, right. because we, we see that. If people don't leave Rockford, they have a, a much different mindset. Much different Fred mindset. Fred Van Fleet Rockford, who yeah. you know, is a pro, ba pro yeah. basketball player, there was a story a couple years ago in Sports Illustrated. He made his brother move with him to Wichita mm -hmm. just to get Get him away from here. Get him, you know, to get him a new mindset. You right. need a bigger perspective. Yes. Because like we talked about before, you tend to you tend to just wear a path and going back and forth, back and forth doing your thing. And then all of a sudden if you if you're forced to step out of that of whatever your circumstances are, you're forced to step out of those or you choose to step out of those, all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, there's no there's no path to wear here and you start making a new path yes. and seeing new options and opportunities. And and that seems to be I, I guess I'm hearing from you is that you now or you have maybe always had that sort of drive and you were like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. going to be somebody it's a, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to get this McDonald's account. Mm -hmm. And then your, your kind of eyes are open to what's what you already knew, mm -hmm. which was, yeah, I could run this business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, I'm going to run this business. Yeah. And, and then you just started expanding on that and now opening other things. Yeah. Confidence level increased, um, uh, knowing that, when Jill Marquardt, the lady that drilled me, and then during this conversation, I told her the truth. I said, look, you nailing me 
to the cross right now real hard. You pounded me. And I'm nervous. This is my first sale ever, I told her. She said, <laughs> I said, that's why I'm sweating heavily. Yeah. I said, I've never been in front of nobody like this. I said, but I know my product will, will, will take the place of me sweating. And, you know, but yeah. she said, by you telling me the truth, that's what gave me the chance. She said, I'm glad you told me the truth. Yeah. And sat up here and not try to play so you games. So you tried to use deception to get in, but you told the truth once you the got truth. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had to because, you know, well, I was, right. you know, I, Otherwise, I didn't want words to come out well, wrong yeah. or, be, you know, tongue-tied or right. just look like an idiot. You know, I'm right. at McDonald's Corporation. <laughs> right. So when, to me, once I got in there, I felt like I, people were depending on me to, to pull this. Yeah, right, because there was eight people working there. Uh, exactly. Under. So you're uh, saving. Nobody, there was nobody working. It was under. Right. Nobody oh, was. Yeah. Around. So you're trying to get their trying to get back. Yeah. get something going. So mm -hmm. it was pressure, and and the, the, my confidence just rose when I had to got in there. When I got through the gate, I was you know. Yeah, so, so once you become a success, yeah. people seek you out, right? So you're still probably in this town. I don't know of any other black-owned manufacturing companies. Do you? I'm one of the only minority black-owned wood manufacturing in the nation. Actually. Okay. So I, I assume people come to you for advice and things uh, like yeah, that. I get so that. what are some of the things you say? Well, it depends on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Family advice is different from another person's advice. Okay. But what I do That's true. That's true. <laughs> what I do tell people though is this. First of all, if you really have a dream and goal, if you really want to achieve something, make sure your home personal life is fixed first. Before you talk to me, I don't talk to you. If you if you don't have your credit, if you got credit, is it over seven hundred? Is it is it? Do you own a car? Do you own a house? Do you have pay bills? If you do, are they on time? Are you in? Do you owe IRS? Are you paying you? I need to know all of that first. I have to get personal. Then, if you don't have all that organized, I don't even go into the business part at all because it starts structurally with yourself got to get yourself in order before you take on an, a business if you can't run your home because right. there's lots of dreamers <laughs> yeah and that's and that's what i how i approach people that want advice you know if, if it's advice hey should i go to this bank and talk to them well let me see your numbers sometimes you got to show me you got you got to show me if you you know if your numbers are bad then i'll get you know so it depends on who it is scenarios i'm working on something to try to give back and teach and help people um uh, there's a lot of people that could be in business now rockford could be a lot a little bit better if, if they had some people with, that would teach properly so we could grow more minority-owned businesses if things were done well, there, the there, right there's a lot of segmentation yeah. in Rockford. one of the yeah. reasons we we run one million cups and we do the podcast and we try to get people in the door is people don't know where to go yeah no and and so they come in here and they talk to us and, and that's you, know, the truth. you know and now we you know we know the various places in town okay you need to see this person that right. because there it's it's it is very segmented there's not a great it, it's, it's horrible adopted I'm plan. gonna be honest with you it's horrible I've been traveling and I even cities similar to Rockford size wise do you find and this may be a cultural thing so we were talking mm -hmm. with um, who Edward Caseros from SBDC. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, Hispanic and markets. We asked him, do you, do you kind of work with, um, you know, uh, Hispanic population? And I think it was him who's saying that, that in his, in, in the Hispanic culture, they're less likely to believe their own because they always kind of feel like they're being taken. Right. 
and so there, so the Hispanic population would would look to somebody else outside of their own culture for advice. Uh, do you find that anything goes on that culturally? And I think it happens to everybody culture. Yeah, personally, um, not just our culture, Spanish culture. I yeah. think it's just the trust factor here. It's it's something, and I always say this, and this is my hometown. I love yeah. Rockford, right? Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't have businesses here. <laughs> totally. So let me say that first of all to clear up things, but. It's something about in the air here. This is, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is that's being pumped into people. Um, people' thoughts are 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 this deceiving and ulterior motives. Or to me, people worry about making little money than than the bigger picture. You know that. You know, people argue over three hundred dollar payments instead of trying to focus on three thousand dollars trying to make. You know, the thought process is small here. Mm-hmm. People don't think bigger than they see things. That's why yeah. you have to leave here. You, you go up and down East State or Perryville all the time and West State or North Maine. That's all you see. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't see Dante Matthews and, you know, a lot of right. minority businesses that's around. You don't even know we're around, you right. know, and we're producing nationally. I mean, we have stuff. I go travel everywhere and my kids like, hey, dad, that, 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 that yeah, you know. That's my stuff. It's not a big deal, you know what I mean? Because right. because if people seen what we do, the the people would change. Now everybody is not going to change. You can't change right. everybody. Yeah. But Rockford has a mentality of this. How it's always been. Um, that you know, restaurant minority owned businesses. Name them. Right. Samudos. That's it. Yeah. Samudos is. Other, other than other than like the Hispanic uh, Mexican yeah, restaurant I'm just, places, I'm yeah. just saying there's we, only a, there's only a handful. We mm-hmm. we represent everything yeah. on a small masses, so it start within ourselves to change how we think. Um, yeah. That's why I like to talk to our culture and any other culture about how, your your thought process personally first, yeah. because all that bleeds into business. Yeah. You know how like, you think every day personally bleeds into. I did it. some uh, some work with Rotary, uh, the Rotary program in the, in the public schools at one point in time. Uh, this is a number of years ago now, and the Rotary was designed to uh, to kind of put forth at risk students. They weren't they weren't the students who've already kind of made up their mind that they're going to go the wrong direction, and they're not the students who are just like, yeah, you're going to be fine. It was the it was the students that the teachers thought like you could make a decision in this moment. And, and, and the seniors then would, we always have this, this chat about college. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I gave the chat about college and as well, you know, college might not be right for everybody. Let's just put it that way. Correct. Um, but you have some choices, right? You could get unskilled labor, which right. you probably don't want to do. Right. You could get skilled labor, which you could get paid to learn and, and, and make a great living probably. Correct. Correct. <laughs> right? You could go to college, right? right? You could start a business, mm-hmm. right? And I said, but the common theme among all these things is you got to go do it. You, it's going to be you who's going to wake up. And if you're expecting anybody else to do it for you, you're wrong. You'll just sit here. Right. Correct. And you, you're the guy you go off and you go get it. And it seems that you then counsel other people. Yeah. Go, go do this thing. And here's the proper way to do it. Yeah. I mean, money is, is not Santa Claus. He's not going to come down the chimney and, right. and, and you're going to get dollar bills stacked under the tree right. and just uh, order too fair. Yeah. You're going to wait. Probably not going to go to the NBA. Yeah. I mean, all those chances. Fred, I mean, look at the statistics. <laughs> I mean, Fred is b- by far one of the, 
I mean, think about it. Man. Yeah. How how and sustainable he's been in the league. What? How many years now? This is the second year. Second year, but he's, he's a six, and he's growing in the he's, league. He's yeah. a six foot basketball player who can't jump, and he's not overly fast. I watched him play he's, every he's year. Possibility. Every year I followed him at Auburn, <laughs> and I knew he had skill. But he showed everybody, okay, I can't get drafted. Okay, I'm gonna go walk on somewhere. The drive, Fred, remind me of myself. The drive. You gonna tell me you're not gonna draft me in the NBA? And I was. I went to the Final Four, Wichita State. What twice or mm-hmm. well once or twice? We went once. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But they I'm were undefeated at South. Yeah, they had yeah. great. He's a great story. Great story. Yeah, and what I love about Fred because we're trying to get yeah. him for one million cups. Yeah. Is he's launched his own clothing line, so he's doing the entrepreneur thing because he knows basketball is not going to last forever. You have to. You got to figure out what's next. Yeah. yeah. Same with me. That it goes back to the question: Why did I do get involved with Soar Radio and Deep End Productions? Because I'm an entrepreneur. Every manufacturing only lasts for so long. I mean, or eventually, I'd like to pass it down to a kid or family member and, and, and drift off into something else. Any of the kids you look know? good? You got five. Which um, one taking over? <laughs> I have some intelligent kids. Um, well, actually, one of my sons, Justin, is that's on sore. I don't. He's not into a manufacturing guru, but he's a, a, a genius with business and music. And then my other son works for me at the okay. place, and he's a great builder. But you know, what I mean, right. everybody has their own Everybody's lane and lane. skill. <laughs> that's right. You know, what I'm Stay saying. In your so, uh, well, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I love to pass it on to family or someone in family. That's the goal. And that's what we don't have here: yeah. building businesses and passing them on mm-hmm. and and continue them to, to to grow. Because you know, me me being in business 15 years, people thought I would be knocked out long. Even people in the industry would would thought I wouldn't be sustainable by now. Right. You know, so I've diverse so many other products I've done that's just not showing and on a brochure. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just kept me going. And like I said, I get up and go, and I I know every year that I have to do something different to be alive. Mm-hmm. You can't do the same thing every year. You got to change something within your corporate, within your manufacturing, within your sales. Something has to change. You cannot run the same. Man. You, you mentioned yeah. before we came in here that a couple of magazines have been talking to you. Yeah. So are you, you're going you're gonna to be big time here in a couple of weeks? Um, I say, you know, big time, I never, big time is, to me, people think they big time anyway in Rockford. That's you right. know, what, what do you call big time? You know what I mean? That's right. um, I'm the best in Rockford. Yeah, that's the problem around here. Everybody want to shine, but don't have anything. Um, but so, you know, I, I would say, yeah, there's some opportunities coming up. I've been pushing back. A couple big ones until I get my portfolio more um, filled up, which is is pretty good now. Where I can show a package of things I do on the music side. I can bring out music; they can hear it from all my artists. I can show my products, and then I could uh, tag on the radio station with that too. So I have a lot of streams this that I can kind of sh- brag about but i don't brag about you know what i'm saying but yeah i have some opportunities i wouldn't say it's big time but it's just opportunities <laughs> you know just recognition and yeah notoriety i've been around a while and you know i'm still me i'm still the same dante <laughs> i i you know i'm graying as i get older you know nothing has changed i lost hair i had a lot of hair when i was younger <laughs> nothing's changed i'm still the same person i just go get it you know what i'm yeah. saying and i'm self-paid i just you know I'm, i don't count on nobody's money but my own money and i have to 
continue to pray about that and I have some kind of religion in my life a prayer to keep me sustained to to what gets me going every day you know mm -hmm. I can't it's hard for me without having some faith in my life mm -hmm. to make it because in Rockford I didn't I haven't I didn't get much support in Rockford at the beginning John Phelps is a key person who helped me out in the back in the day. And we've though. had really? him on here. And yeah. we've had him he's one, one of the best guys. He's a guy that, that's really helped me out tremendously with my business from the beginning all the way to now. Um, but I haven't really had a lot of support. I mean, you know, it's really unfortunate, but I don't worry about that, man. I don't mm -hmm. look for politicians or I've had governors come down and Blagojevich came to my place and really? guess what happened? He went to prison two months after. He left my <laughs> place. Months. Yeah. I'm you, like, wow. You, you couldn't turn well, him around. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody tried to come in and dance off of my parade and you know, well I met a minority supplier and this and that and they get their little right. props but nothing. I learned my lesson years ago about dealing with, with how, how I handle politicians yeah. in the business sector. They is you got to know. Be careful. Yeah, and I and I love and I vote for politicians, but you got it's the way you need to mix politicians with business. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. ulterior motives always seem to come into play with those guys, mm -hmm. those bigger, right? Politicians, yeah. The aldermen's here. You know, um, I, I, my alderman's been pretty good over there for what I've my building I've, in the streets been pretty fair. You know. They were non-existent for a while, but Rockford needs to work on a lot of things, man. Especially with supporting their businesses a lot locally. So, you, so it sounds like you have something in your mind that's brewing to support business development. Yes, I do. I have something that's going to be hopefully nice. I would say um, <laughs> if if things it's work gonna, out, it's going to be done properly. Yes. Properly and patience and properly. <laughs> yep, yep, yes, sir. Um, the goal is the next year to, to have this um, put together and try to do something to give back and see if I can help out here a little bit, man. It need it. We need help here. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of potential in town from music to um, business entrepreneurs to. Uh, truck drivers to you got guys at home not realizing what they can do yeah. and they don't see nothing don't know how to get it or get mm -hmm. access or resources i need to connect some dots to some people mm -hmm. you know so that's my goal and and you'll have more people that come down here if we can start getting the right people involved you know you can your think ventures your doors could be filled up a little bit more you know we get the right right proper people involved yeah i never knew nothing about you guys you know, so we're, you know. we're always looking to learn. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, so. you know, you, you connect with one group, and that gets you <laughs> yeah, connected yeah, to yeah. another. It's all about networking. Yeah, that's how I. Net, McDonald's got me to Culver's. Culver's got me to Five Guys. Five got got me to uh, you know all these other Burger King, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and I must say my number one sports uh, uh, division is is the banger of my company. We produce. Scoring tables and chairs for high school, Division One, college. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's become phenomenal, man. We really? do podiums and all sports. Is really we've had a couple NBA, NFL that's teams. Not, that's not wood. That's metal. Too. Yeah, right. it's a whole. Not, I have a whole upholstery department now. I've diversed my my company, and you just can't do the same. Like I said in, earlier on the podcast, you have to change something every year. Yep, so that's kind of some. 
tidbits well, I, I can't wait to see what you people. come up with. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's going to be fun. My, yeah, my appetite is. Yeah, I like yeah. people to anticipate. I like it. You know, that let, that let, it drives me. The, you two are speaking the same. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, it drives me, Shocking off. See, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I, tell, <laughs> I tell people, you know, you, 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 you know war is a terrible <laughs> thing, right? But if you're going to win it, you you start with shock and awe. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? It gets everybody jazzed up and also demoralizes the opponent. Bingo. See, I'm a former reporter. I'm... I'm I'm trying to fight the urge to just keep drilling you with questions. Right, so I'll yeah, figure out right. what Alex is just talking about. Yeah, right. he's just, he just wants to know more. Right? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's not going to tell you because <laughs> we're waiting for it. We're waiting, shocking. Right. Yeah. That's a lot more to this. Real. It, it, this story gets deep even before the McDonald's situation. But, yeah, um, you have had quite a journey. Yes. Uh-huh. How are you going to pay that journey forward? <sighs> You'll see. Um, Hopefully, real soon. And I think actually, I pay it forward. Now, there's a lot I do mm-hmm. um, that it, that's just aren't isn't seen. Yeah, um, that I work with a lot of. I've started a lot of small companies around help people develop their own companies mm-hmm. here. Three, four, five people. Um, that's how I pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Not talk about it, but be about it. Yeah, just you know, do what I got to do. And then once you see these other companies start coming out, then you're gonna. That's my pay it forward to help people get set up. First of all, I get them organized at home. As that's that's my goal. If you're not there yet, that mm-hmm. I want to help you get that right. Then we're ready to talk. Yeah. You need, no matter what you want to do, you need what? Money. Your idea could be super great. It could be a huge idea, but you can start a business for $5,000 and under too, if you're smart. Totally. So. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, Dante, it has been a real pleasure having you on the What Works podcast. Appreciate you, it. It's so much experience. Yes, sir. And it's all kind of, I feel like we we're just scratching the surface. Yes. We'll, we're going to look for ways to um, to kind of uncover that mm-hmm. and and give you a voice to, to talk about more of that stuff uh, in the future. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for having me.